Fuck is up, gamers. Welcome to another episode of Henry Kissinger. Is Pokemon going to die? Not a threat. Just, Just a fact. fact. I'm Alex, aka Rashida Kyuhu. No. It's very funny. <laughs> Can you explain that? Can you yeah, please walk, walk us through? I want to walk me. you through my mind palace. Wait, wait, so, wait. One sec, one sec, one sec. I have to. Bead? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sarah We're posted. We're in the foyer of your mind palace. <laughs> here are we are at the foyer. Let's turn to our left and see where. Uh, Sarah posted today a screenshot of Twitter that said that a trending topic was but Hunter Biden, uh, but with one T, uh, but oh. trending with <laughs> trending with Rashida, comma, Q who, comma, Rashida Tlaib, um, Q who probably being a QAnon thing for some reason, but the the words Rashida Q who uh, posit to me a, an image of John Q public, but where... <laughs> John Q. Public is a Muslim woman, but also from Whoville. And that just really delighted me. I like that a lot. I really like the sequence that leads to it being a coherent thought. (laughs) Thank you so much. I mean, it's just a reference. It's just good. Rashida Kuhu. It's very nice. And I'm sure if someone were to draw this, it would be just a nice picture. Just (laughs) just a a nice picture that you like to see. Unlike most of the times we say a nice photo that you'd like to see in which (laughs) it's just some piece of garbage. Just Garfield doing something heinous. (laughs) Yeah. Um, who are you? Oh, oh, I'm? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm Antonio Gramsci Macara. Homestuck? It's Homestuck. Mm. But also communist theorist Antonio Gramsci. Okay, gotcha. Hey, hey, remember how, um... Pete Buttigieg's dad was a Gramsci scholar, and then his son was that. Yeah, and his mom, big Briska Stan. Who, <laughs> who is Pete Buttigieg? No Homestuck. Val, that was very funny. <laughs> yeah. Can I introduce myself, please? Yes, please. Um, I'm Val Flight Cub, aka your little sister Valerie. Wait, no, this is my. I'm your uh, your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, are we all excited for nominal front runner and Democratic nominee Joe Biden? I'm... No. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the amazing thing to me. I'm back around to thinking this is good. Oh, oh, that hmm. came out wrong. That came out wrong. I I have turned... I've come around to the Super Tuesday results were good, actually. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because Biden has like this whole time like these this past little while whatever you know there was like cable news what am i fucking saying the news was showing like bernie's doing pretty good but not that great against moderates and it was like how many votes bernie got versus how many votes literally everyone else got right and like so it was like you know 41 to 56 percent Mm-hmm. Um, I know those don't add up. I'm well. There are other news. people too, so it's yeah, fine. there are other people. Um, and even though like that basically came true with like the other moderate candidates dropping out and coalescing behind Biden, um, he still only has like 50 more delegates than Bernie, who just is con- uh, one person who has like no one has dropped out and endorsed Bernie. You're right, but someone you whose know? supporters may support Bernie did indeed drop. Yes, but no endorsement, crucially, but she nonetheless, is taking a bubble bath 
and taking some space. She's going right. on a walk in the woods and meeting a, a fan with a camera. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Wait, what? Like Hillary. Did Hillary do that? Hillary. Hillary yeah. did notedly disappear into the woods for several months. <laughs> she, she did. Yeah. After like the day unfortunately, after, she did not stay there. Yeah. Like remember the day after the election or something? Like she like there was this oh like I was oh, walking yeah. in the woods and I met Hillary there and she's got a big smile and everything's okay. Oh yeah, it was like okay, but you were hiking in the woods. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, so lots of things have happened since we last recorded. Um, most depressingly, Pete Boobjeb drop out. Rat mode is now finished. He suspended his campaign, right? Isn't that a different thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. In, notedly, um, in one last moment of rat mode, uh, when you suspend your campaign and don't formally like end it, you, um, your delegates like stay on till the convention, whereas I think it's something like they get redistributed based on the statewide vote because it changes the delegate calculation. Sorry, mm-hmm. one um, second. I just have to. My work phone is ringing, so I. Have to oh, fun! Oh, your work phone. Delete it. I guess. Delete your phone. Um, I can't wait to not have to think of it, Pete well, Buttigieg. One day, one day uh, we'll get there. Except I'm trying really hard to 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 make that a reality. The problem is that he is not going anywhere anytime soon because he's going to run for every possible public office. It was a spam. From work? I mean, my se- my work cell phone mm-hmm. on a spam call. The fraud detection. Detections. Mm. You know, Sounds my, like self- my cell phone credit card. The- Hold on. Fraud detection center. Something about r- rat fucking. Yes. Thanks. I'm getting a text. Um, Pete resigned. Pete has not resigned. But he didn't resign. Um, what did I miss while I was gone? Sorry. I was basically just saying, um, the, the delegate math that apportions the delegates based on, like, the statewide vote and results at certain precincts works differently when you actually end your campaign, Mm -hmm. as opposed to suspending it where the delegates carry on forward to convention. Mm Mm-hmm. So- Just in case! Yeah, like, Bernie would have gotten more delegates if he actually dropped. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, um, wouldn't have gotten any delegates from, from Klobuchar, though. Klobuchar, yeah. The, the, the Klobmentum has ended, unfortunately. The office supplies throwing boat has to go somewhere <laughs> else. Um, last episode, I said that the only thing that was gonna, um, the, the only things that would happen were either Pete would get the nom, um, he would, uh, try again next time or whatever, or be publicly tackled by me. Wait, wait, sorry, before you finish that thought. Um, Pete did get the numb when he ate the cheese. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he's a rat. He's a rat. Um, that's my rat nibbling sound. I don't know if you guys can tell. I feel like rats need, like, a public... Rehabilitation. A public, re- a public re- rehabilitation campaign. Like, we need to reclaim rats from the bastard Pete Buttigieg mm-hmm. and re-recognize them as noble rodents who have mm-hmm. cute little faces and little nosies. They're so, so little true. little tiny paws, and they're, their tails aren't weird. Their tails they're are cute. normal. They're worm. The tails are worm. That's just know a fact. Worm is the best way to say that, but I mean, I I think they are. Okay, um, I'm just saying, is it a coincidence that I said that I would tackle Pete if he didn't drop out, and then he did? No, I don't think so. Well, he didn't I do drop think out. that Pete is afraid of you, much like yeah. he's very afraid of Amy Klobuchar. Oh my god. Just like an active fear. He apparently suspended his campaign mid-flight? 
like on, just, the, on an airplane he was just like looking over the clouds and he like got this moment of perspective and he was like am i doing the right thing right the moment of perspective was definitely just getting a call from obama mm-hmm. oh my <laughs> god who still will not endorse anyone yeah no he's not going to endorse until he's sure that they're the winner because he's not going to endorse biden until he absolutely has to right yeah and because he's he has just like any like political adventurousness that Obama might have once had in 2008 is long gone now. It's dead. Now it and now it's all just fucking uh, status quo maintaining shit like the rest also, of the Dems. Like he knows, and like I don't even want to joke about this, but Biden is literally like deteriorating mentally at an alarming rate, and right should not be running and should be like spending the time he has left with a with his state family. of mind with his family yeah and it's, like yeah. it's not even f- funny at this point like it's terrifying i, I just but. remember seeing a bunch of clips of him from like four years ago where yeah. like his points still sucked mm-hmm. but they were at least made cogently. coherently yeah, yeah. and maybe like, it's like maybe it's the increased pressure pressure of the national stage he is less has less conviction now or something like even if it's not literally his mental health He's not a strong candidate. No, yeah. yeah, he clearly can't handle it. And I don't see him gaining the enthusiasm of people who are checked out of the political process, which is something that is absolutely necessary in the upcoming election, because it's what Trump It's one of the things that Trump won on Yeah, is getting people who I mean, like, not to hand it to any Trump voter, but people that didn't previously vote. Yeah, because when, it's basically like, or that weren't excited. When there's so. nobody offering anything to you, and then suddenly one of the parties is offering something to you, and that thing is, you know, racism, xenophobia as an answer to your problems, they're still the only ones offering an answer. Mm-hmm. The Democrats were basically just saying, everything is fine, and they're trying to do it again, and it's just not, it's not stick, it's gonna stick even less this time. Because we've are- seen the world demonstrably get worse. We're not- but. The economy is okay, so it's going to be hard to unsettle him because people only care about when the stonks. I would just love if people the, stop pretending economics is a real science. The, it's the not. Economy is the economy is not doing great um, <laughs> because of like the coronavirus. But um, I also just like Democrats are not acting like we're up against a fucking incumbent. Like it's well, yeah, that's already inherently harder. President. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you need somebody, you need something that's going to get people, like, excited and, like, okay, the time is now to do this. Like The last one-term president was George Bush Sr. Um, so, like, I'm fairly certain, th- does that not lo- make it fall squarely before either of you were born? Yeah. 92? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was <laughs> so, born in 92. Right. So, like. You would have been there for, for Clinton's inauguration. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, like, it's, you have to be pushed, you have to be, like, running for something interesting Mm -hmm. and different. Yeah, and I I, I do, I do think that once, like, people have been saying, and I I really agree with this, like, once it's just Bernie and Biden on stage, and he's not, like, lost in the field of 10 people yelling over each other, Mm -hmm. it's gonna be really, really clear that he cannot speak coherently, that Mm -hmm. he's, like, a very old man who cannot think. Right. Uh, I think another Bernie, thing. 
Bernie is an, a very old man who can. Did you see that water bottle catch? Yes. He has the reflexes oh of like God. a velociraptor. He has lightning reflexes. To be it's fair, he also knocked the bottle over, but <laughs> he did immediately pick it back up, which was very. Uh, cool. I'm, I'm really not looking forward to the next debate because, like, I'm I'm really feeling that it's going to be nothing but softball questions for Joe Biden and. It's- Nothing but hardball for Bernie Sanders. It's infuriating. Like, it's, it's bad every time. Before the 10th. Right. Yeah, but yeah. The thing is, I mean, I was annoyed by the number of debates, and then suddenly there's none through, right. like, the heaviest part of primary season. Wow, what? what a weird... <laughs> like, if Bernie had won more, more delegates during Super Tuesday than Biden, like... There would have been an emergency one scheduled. <laughs> it would have been, it would have, I mean, I think there basically was, it just didn't actually involve any of the candidates because, like, I mean, there was just nonstop pundits talking about, like, the fall of Bernie Sanders. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're acting like he didn't win anything on Super Tuesday. Right. Right. Because they're ignoring the fact that California has the most delegates by far of any state that voted that day. Mm-hmm. Like, that. <laughs> like it's it's so many more yeah yeah and it's it's not um like winner takes all it's it's proportional to how many well none of them won. were on super tuesday right i don't know i didn't know there would be follow-up questions <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure that none of them were <laughs> um and just to like remind people even like california was won and like texas was narrowly lost despite like mm-hmm. enormous voter disenfranchisement yeah yeah like blatant closing of polls in poor locations, in like, poor locations in college towns. Yeah. yeah, and then the next day they they talk about how like bad the youth turnout was. Like, mm-hmm. gee, I wonder why. Yeah. yeah, half of them were at the poll and then just went home. There mm-hmm. was one polling location for all of UCLA. Yeah, which is that's like forty thousand people. Yeah, yeah. The polling location breakdown in Canada, the way that the polling places are laid out on election day, I think it's something like. Like five hundred to it's like like it, I think it maxes out at five hundred people. Wow! Like assigned wow. to a polling station. I, I I'd have to have the list in front of me, um, um, which I can't have because they aren't allowed to leave the polling station. But like <laughs> my voting list was something that I could physically flip through to find a name, and I was also able to flip through like a different ledger that showed what addresses corresponded to what polling places for like our entire riding. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a pretty large area geographically. Mm. And the fact that this isn't something, I mean, the the thing that always blows my mind about American elections is the fact that like different governing bodies run different parts of it. <laughs> like that's technically true here, but a lot of the infrastructure is shared between provincial and federal elections because a lot of the riding boundaries are the same. Um, but I guess things can just be drawn out completely differently in the States. Like you could have a different, you could have different boundaries laid out for your precinct, for your local and your state and your federal. Just very like it, confusing. It seems like it's directly tied to capital because, like, you have the different democratic state agencies, like subcontracting apps, like uh-huh. for like t- for a profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that anyone is putting any technology anywhere close to a voting booth is insane. It yeah. is absolutely buck wild. Anyone who's ever either worked an election or worked with any kind of technology can tell you it's a bad idea. And yet it keeps happening because like fucking democratic establishment fail sons need somewhere to put their startup money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that's basically it. It's just like, it's like, it's, it's just money laundering for them. (laughs) 
Pretty much, yeah. It's money and influence laundering because then they have like another startup to put on their resume. Like startup culture being intertwined with the American governmental system is like, that's what the Democrats are. The Democrats are just startup culture as a government. It's a horrible pairing. It's just really bad. bad. You don't want those two things together. Mm -hmm. Everything I did when I worked in election was on paper and it was amazing. Yes. Um, I only had to turn away one person the whole night and it's because they were at the wrong polling station. And I told (laughs) them what their correct polling station was and then they went on their merry way. (laughs) Um, When I went to vote, um, I brought my lease and my passport because like you don't actually have to show ID, but I didn't. I like checked where my where I was registered to vote and it was um, an old address. Right. And I was like, this is not right. So... Um, so do you go to the polling station for your new address then? No, I went to the one for my old address because they would have right. my name on file. And mm-hmm. I was like, and I moved within the same town. Here's my like evidence of that. I was like, this is what? I, no, this is not help. What? <laughs> um, but she was like, here's how you can change your registration. And I'll just right. The way that would have worked for, for us would be basically you bring your new address information and you just you come in as a fresh voter or you just vote at the old one with ID showing like your your proper name like the you have the minimum ID requirements to vote at the old location mm-hmm. but yeah the 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 change of address I'm just like it's basically just like do this elsewhere don't worry about it <laughs> yeah yeah um the funny the funny thing that happened when I went to vote was um, they like handed me the little ballot thingy and there was this like little, little ballot thing, the ballot. Anyway, um, <laughs> there's these little, like little booths, you know, like little divider booths. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was like a row of them right next to the, the, um, table and then another row, like next to behind it. And I mm-hmm. like started walking towards the back one and they were like, honey, where are you going? And I just went, I don't know. Yeah, how are you supposed to know? <laughs> and you They're just, supposed to tell you. And they were like, go right there. And it was like, I was supposed to go to the divider thing that was like right next to the table. Because I didn't realize like the other ones went to the other tables that like other people were voting at. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Sometimes like, sometimes a polling location will have like multiple ballot boxes that are that are laid out based on like address or however you're mm-hmm. subdivided. Yeah. Like the polling then- station I worked at had two. And, then and there's I, the one I the had back. to direct them to the correct table and thus the correct voting booth. Right. And then there's the one at the back where it's the funny Homer Simpson votes for the wrong one and then gets sucked into the machine by like an alien or something. Yeah. <laughs> what? There's Real a Simpsons lot of different no. Simpsons election joke. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, so we haven't even talked about everyone who dropped out. Let's Bloomberg, bye, bitch. There. Wait, okay. I want to have a challenge. Let's say one positive thing about each dropout. Okay. No. Okay, never mind. (laughs) No, let's try. I don't have anything. They all suck. Well, let's say... Actually, you know what, Warren? Warren doesn't suck that bad. Yet. It's just... Yeah. Yet. I just... I've been progressively more and more frustrated with the way she's been running her campaign, and it's clear that she was in over her head by the end of it, possibly because she absorbed way too many people from Kamala Harris and Hillary Clinton's old campaigns. That's the thing uh-huh. to me, is I I want to believe she had good intentions and just her staff was so, like, lost in the sauce. There's nonetheless yeah. a person at the head of that staff. Yeah. So there's only so much you could put on them, right? And also, I have no reason to believe she has good intentions, honestly, as a person because of her history. Yeah, it, it's frustrating to know, like, 
because like I was so proud to have her as my senator for a really long mm-hmm. time. And like she I I honestly I do think she like got into politics because she really cares about um like financial regulation and right. um that kind of stuff. Her campaign was so bafflingly like not about the issues pretty mm-hmm. who the fuck pivots to the center in the primary in the primary like, <laughs> you pivot to the center maybe in the general you pivot to the center after you're elected you don't fucking pivot to the center in the primary and the media was doing so much trashing of bernie already she did not need to join in like exactly no one that's was watching that being like yes like, like just talk was... about yourself it's a primary yeah like that um, that's the thing that lost me was her just like relentless going after bernie when Mm -hmm. if she wanted to be believed she should have like supported him and said yes like miss like senator sanders like is correct on these things and here's how i would do it and i think i'm a better candidate for it right i don't i don't want to like relitigate the yeah what bernie said thing Mm -hmm. yeah but like it just seems very obvious to be either out of context Mm-hmm. Or just being played in complete bad faith. And I, I just it just seemed like such a dumbass move. The thing is, she made a statement right afterwards being like, okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yes, he did say that. But we're <laughs> like friends. It's fine. But then she didn't she didn't actually follow her own. Right. Advice. She kept fucking bringing like, it up. She kept it. And if even if you don't want to talk about like if, if she just wanted to be like, he's a sexist, but whatever, like we're like, we're both progressives. Like, she could have then just not talked about him and just mm-hmm. talked about her own progressive values and what she was going to do as president and not tone police and just, like, constantly be talking about how divisive he was being. Like, yeah. quote, unquote. And I also just, like, I can't tolerate anyone waffling on Medicare for All at this point. No. Um, not only because, like, I have many many friends who are who have chronic illnesses and face like insurmountable amounts of medical debt day to day in the united states but also because i know canadians who suffer from medical debts related to dental care mental health and pharmacare and having the united states actually implement those things would be a rising tides for which our boat could also be lifted because Mm. essentially the it's people do absolutely take canada's medicare system for granted yeah um in that it's impossible to get any improvements actually done to it like it's been a steady funding decline since the crechian government in the mid-90s uh, when transfer payments from the federal government to the provincial government were cut, and the provincial government being the one that actually administers health services has been, you know, operating on dwindling budgets, and then austerity governments have come into each and every provincial jurisdiction to further enforce austerity as instead of shout as, out Alberta like, Advantage. Shout out the of- Alberta Advantage on that one. Yeah. Um, cause that is basically what's being, what's happening in Alberta right now. It's what's happening on Ontario right now. Um, that's also the same for our public education model. One, which was formerly like the Ontario's public education model was like the envy of many parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And it has been steadily eroded over the course of 20 years by chronic underfunding and just like vicious austerity cuts done for political reasons. And, like, this is something that we're so intimately familiar with, and it's seeing somewhere where you're already starting from a lower position and are backing down from it. I can't abide that. 
And that's why, like, Elizabeth Warren's position changing to, like, you know, a Medicare for all, but it's being subsidized by... Like, it's being paid into, like, as an employee head tax, like, putting it as a fucking regressive tax instead of a progressive taxation system. Like, that's bullshit. You can't have that. You can't have a head tax. You can't have any tax that's going to be levied equally for each person. Because that's not something that takes into account that people who are suffering from large amounts of medical debt don't necessarily have the funding to pay for that kind of thing. Right. It's just disappointing. The thing that... Um, really irks me about today that I've seen a lot of is all the people that um, were big fans of Warren um, and kind of stuck with her uh, throughout her campaign. <laughs> I follow somebody that um, like on Monday, people were like, she Warren should drop out and endorse Bernie it would really help. And um, they were like, she's too busy running for president to care about what he needs. <laughs> and I was just like, Okay. Sure. Oh yeah, Pe- people for people for whom the optics are more important than the policy are like I've retweeted some very good images in support of this position. <laughs> <laughs> that like people who are so who care too much about the the optics of this or the Bernie Bros and fail to see like the forest for the trees here. It's like we need these things we cannot compromise on these things if you're willing to compromise on these things and vote for joe fucking biden because some weirdo leftist with with like a wojack avatar was mean to you online Mm -hmm. um then you're not shit yeah i just i've seen a lot of people talk about how um it's disappointing to see warren drop out because it's um just evidence of uh how women are so underserved and like you can be super competent and um like I say like say all the right things but if you're a woman like it just won't work for you and I literally like I was watching I, I read somebody um somebody's status is something like that like seeing like seeing two women get sidelined um because of like bas- I think like because of sexism was right the, the takeaway um like despite being great candidates like was really disheartening and I was like I didn't realize they were talking about Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> and I was like, how is winning the popular vote getting sidelined? Like, <laughs> because yeah. like, right, you right. can't say that Elizabeth Warren was eliminated from the nomination because she's a woman, because we literally had a, like, a Democrat, woman, old white woman candidate who was overly qualified, extremely, like, had the same optics as Warren of being educated, of being well-spoken, of being level-headed, without, like, the great progressive um, history, or, like, the better progressive history that Warren has in Hillary Clinton. And she won the nomination and the popular vote. Like, you can't say that it's it's because she's a woman that Warren became, like, nothing. Right. Her policies yeah. became worse, and then she started getting less votes because of it. Yeah, she Boom, didn't done. have the on the ground support because and she, she yeah was she did not have running nearly a weird fucking campaign like Bernie Sanders um, made so much money after Super Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> he got like an ass load of donors uh, because people aren't laying down and just taking it. Like I saw, there was a lot of doom posting on the day, but yeah. people are reorganizing and re-energizing, and it's really good to see. And I really hope that um, unlike the the Obama campaign, which like completely just dismantled its grassroots organization the second he became president. Mm-hmm. Like 
I'm hoping that the, the the larger separation of these organizations from each other and the fact yeah. that it's like a lot of different organizations paired together and then also just like, you know, hindsight, like the hindsight of uh, the Obama presidency. Well, have um, you seen that these apparatuses would just keep going after Bernie's elected and like after if Bernie wins or loses. Do you know the the image of like the side by side of like farm grass versus prairie grass like the the uh cross sections no maybe not maybe that's like a really niche like ecological tumbler were you looking at botany shit posts again probably but like it's just like like it's a cross sec like a like one of those like walls that has the dirt right, right up against it so you can see mm-hmm. like the, the roots and mm-hmm. like the farm grass that's meant to like be harvested and then like die and be replaced next time the roots are like a foot deep Mm-hmm. And then the prairie grass that was meant to like live every year and like be grazed on by bison and like be the ecosystem in itself and be an enormous carbon sink, the roots are like fucking eight feet deep oh, and yeah. they hold the entire earth together. And that's like not only like a beautiful metaphor for like how like real grassroots is meant to be permanent and long lasting and not be like harvested and left behind to rot every year, but it's like also literally the climate, like we need literal grassroots as well as like economic or like political grassroots also fuck lawns fuck lawns (laughs) but unless we stand we stand native grasses only exactly native grass lawns are the best oh yeah i wanted to compare um the stuff about like warren losing being like misogynist um to, to someone who told me uh oh yeah pete was like a great candidate but you know america just wasn't ready for uh, a gay president and like the old people just didn't vote for him and it was all the young people and i was like are you fucking stupid like oh nobody under 40 likes him at all including his husband <laughs> oh okay his husband likes him <laughs> pretty sure maybe um <laughs> chasen biden i'm sorry i mean chasen Buttigieg. i'm sorry come on the show oh god I mean, Chasen Buttigieg is the one who uh, canceled that Buttigieg fundraiser at the gay bar because there was a stripper poll. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, we we don't under any circumstance have to hand it to him. He is. Yeah. I mean, he was respectability politics personified. I, right. People didn't like Pete, not because he was gay, but because he was literally all of the other things that he. <laughs> yeah. Every literally every other thing about him. Yeah. Everything else. So, yeah, That's Pete's that. gone. Klobuchar's gone. Bloomberg is gone. And I, it was really nice listening to the worst year ever episode about Bloomberg after mm-hmm. already knowing he dropped out. <laughs> it was just really nice to be like just them them making jokes about the fact that he's definitely just going to drop out within the next week and then him doing just that. Because, and also like, him buying ads on the show that we didn't have to hear in Canada. Yeah, no, I was so like, I was so glad I, I didn't actually have to hear the ads. Oh, my God. I got an ad from um. I got an ad from the Bloomberg campaign the day he dropped out. And it <laughs> oh was, my god. Did you guys watch those? Like, did they show up for you guys? No. Okay, so there's one on YouTube that's, um, it, it's, uh, talking about the climate. So it's like, um, you know, Trump thinks that climate is fake, but Mike believes in science. Mike will get it done. Um, but it starts with a really sad video of, like, a polar bear, like, on the ice, just like, that's my mm-hmm. bear side. Right. It's pretty and good. Then, Ooh, is there a bear in here? No. Yeah. There's a cub of like um, a... <laughs> oh! What? Anyway. Um, and the, the caption on the front is um, like in impact font. Um, you tell this polar bear that 
I don't remember what it was because I never read it, but it was like, it was always like, you tell this polar bear that, you know, we're not gonna, his home is gonna get melted or whatever the hell. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's worth mentioning on this podcast because I don't know if it was before that Bloomberg literally hired Instagram meme accounts, including the hated bastards of fuck Jerry. (laughs) But, okay, here's the thing though. I, the thing about Bloomberg that I want to say that's positive is that you can't buy an election if you have no electability. I feel like, (laughs) Wait, it's the pod. Well, I mean, he though. got he got yeah. way more votes than I was expecting. I know, but he didn't do anything. The second part of my story, though, was that I saw that and I was like, "You tell this polar bear that Bloomberg dropped out." Beach, nice. Skip ad. I didn't get to skip the ad, but um, yeah, That's I just like that. That was the phrasing of it. You tell this polar bear that blah. I was like, Why don't you Michael tell Bloomberg's never eaten a steak with ketchup in his life his life oh yeah um yeah he won american samoa because he was the only person sent who campaigned there at all <laughs> didn't tulsi also get some i think tulsi there? got one delegate out of that oh okay hasn't dropped out Which yet has yeah. not dropped out tulsi is still in and her one delegate tulsi's sister No, just mentioning Tulsi's sister. Oh, is it's that worth mentioning at all times. No, is that no? Hold on, is her delegate her sister? No, I don't think so. Okay, so what? It is was the- just like it was a it was an old tweet that was like where she was taught where she was like speaking in her sister's voice, and also it was Josh's name in the HKIP Discord was just Tulsi's sister in brackets for like two months. But I wouldn't be surprised. The delegate, I, don't, I don't actually understand exactly yeah. who delegates are physically are as a person. Are people or are they just numbers? They're people. I so like know. it could very much just be Tulsi's sister. I don't know how it works. Like I don't know who has to pick. I mean you must be delegates for your um, precinct or whatever it's called. But like, who are they? I don't know. What do they do the rest of the time? They just wait for their little marching just, orders and then they go to the convention <laughs> on a little vacation. They just power down and sit in a dark room. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Maybe Bender's apartment. It's did. like Bender's apartment on Futurama. He just it's like, it's like <laughs> yep. Matt. What the? Hell? I was just thinking about Bender's apartment on Futurama this morning. <laughs> God, I wish that that's a Toronto apartment. It's five. It's, it's six thousand dollars a month for two cubic meters of space. It's oh, yeah, fine. The, the closet Shelf is great. Just shared the um the tweet in question. So this is oh, Kelsey Gabbard tweets. It's clear who MSNBC wants to be president, Elizabeth Warren. They're giving her more time than all the other cam- the candidates combined. They aren't giving any time to Tulsi at all. And then it's a little dash V. Tulsi. Tulsi's sister. Quote from V. Tulsi's sister v is Vendetta. V from V for Vendetta. Tulsi's sister is Hugo Weaving? Not even like my sister, Tulsi's sister. Oh, well, she doesn't write her tweets. There's no fucking way in hell. Well, then what? Whatever. Um. Also, Tulsi, just a reminder, is like a Hindu nationalist. Yeah, no, yeah. Fuck Tulsi oh, Gabbard so much. She God. she support she supported the Gujarat riots in two thousand and two. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. I have I have some I have something to try here. Um, Tul- Tulsi's sister. Oh wait, that's Tulsi's wife. Okay, okay. I don't. They switched I, I, on me. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were doing like a funny Game of Thrones incest or something. No, no, no. No, just. No. Sadly commentating on Joe, Bri- Joe Biden's inability to form a complete thought. Honestly, I, if that wasn't the only thing that he had, if that was the only thing he had messed up on, like, whatever, people stand on the wrong side of you sometimes. He, like, yeah. didn't look back. He was just, uh-huh. like, reached his arm out and was like, this is my sister. And then, like, when he turned to his sister, it was like, nope. 
Um, but like he said, "That's he, my wife." What if he said it in a Borat voice? Then I'd have to vote for him. He would. All the super delegates would. The super delegates would flock. Yeah. All the super delegates would stand up and clap. Yes. And so would everyone else. And I, I saw the baby, and it looked at me. Um. The uh. Fuck. What was I saying? Shit. Oh. The thing that that pushed that that really was to me like oh he can't he's not good at speaking was um he was talking about how he wants to make not he wants to make healthcare not quality but only affordable. <laughs> <laughs> you get a used band aid, but it's only three dollars. <laughs> it that that just really seems like a quiet part loud kind of statement. I think I mean like. Clearly, he meant to say, like, not only quality, but affordable, but mm-hmm. but that's not what his plan is, <laughs> is it? No, his so. plan it, its like, the thing that always just that just kills me about Warren to Biden as a concept. It's like Biden is not pushing for a single part of her platform. Mm-mm. Like, say whatever you want about about like Elizabeth Warren's like moving to the center on these kind of policies. Joe wasn't there in the first place. Yeah, he's literally. He was already to the right of even her like center pandering. He was already over there. He's what she was moving towards, but Uh, he's already there, and I'm sure we'll just go worse. My God, I saw a a Facebook post that I like typed a little response to, and then didn't like didn't press send. They're like, "We're friends. I don't. Mm -hmm. We don't need to this right now." But um, somebody was like, you know, basically like without saying it was to Bernie or Bust people, like, was talking to, like, why you have to vote blue no matter who. And it was like, even if you don't, even if your candidate didn't win, like, you're not just voting for, you know, who you, like, you're not voting for the president, you're voting against Trump, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and was like, you're voting um, against kids in cages, you're voting against, you know, um, anti-Semitism, you're voting against, I don't remember all the things they were saying, but there were, there was stuff like, you're, you're voting, um, for a woman's right to choose, you're voting for, um, <laughs> and like, you're voting for whoever's gonna pick, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's, like, potential Supreme Court replacement, you're voting mm-hmm. for, and I was just like, yeah, that's why I don't want it to be Biden, yeah. like, <laughs> Hey, hey, remember Biden making sure that Clarence Thomas made it to the Supreme Court? Yeah, I do. One of my earliest political memories. (laughs) Good thing that person was vetted and isn't on the Supreme Court. No, he's still there. No, he is. He's there. And he is just like, like, Clarence Thomas sucks for a lot of reasons, but he is like profoundly fascinating just like as a legal subject um, because- the, he's like he opposes a t- affirmative action as a black man for like black nationalist reasons. Oh, it's there. There's a lot oh. there. I highly suggest just looking into and reading about Clarence Thomas because he genuinely fascinates me. Because I just don't. I I would love to understand how this man's brain works. <laughs> um, do we have anything else to say about election? There's more. Yeah, coming on Tuesday, including Michigan, which I think is going to be a like. As much as it's not like a huge de- state delegate wise, it's just it just seems like a pretty good litmus test as a state as a state that was lost to Trump. Yeah. Um. And I think it would be interesting to look at. Is Wisconsin also tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow? next Tuesday, n- on Tuesday, the tenth. Yeah, it's a great question. Oh, uh, no, Wisconsin's not till April. Um, because that was that's the other one that I think is in a similar position to to Michigan. 
I have a I have a uh, suggestion, and this isn't really related to policy, but I think it could help pe- okay. people out. So you know how Super Tuesday is the biggest one, um, and then the next Tuesday doesn't have a name, but but it's also important, mm-hmm. right? What if we renamed uh, Super Tuesday to Max Tuesday, and then this one was uh, Hyper Tuesday, and then Super Tuesday can be a smaller Tuesday? Okay. What if we had Poke oh. Tuesday, Great Tuesday, Ultra Tuesday, and Master Tuesday? Ultra Tuesday is November 7th. But then you get Beast Tuesday, Love Tuesday, Heavy Tuesday. <laughs> That's just Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy Tuesday is just Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> And if Valentine's Day it falls on a Tuesday that year, that's that's love that's Love Tuesday. It's Love Tuesday. April twentieth. That's Grass Tuesday. Nice. I don't Good. know what the things you guys are talking about. They were Pokeballs. Pokeballs. Oh, um, okay. I was do- I, Grass lures are a thing in the Pokemon Go game. So I- that is true. true. Safari um, Tuesday. Safari Tuesday. Um. Okay. Here's the thing that I Quick Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish that the primaries were just one single Quick Tuesday. Yeah. What the heck? Um, okay, sorry. No. So so there's a lot of talk of a con- contested convention, aka a brokered convention, where the DNC can't just do one vote where all the delegates say, this is who I want to be the preps did. Preps did. Um, and so they have to do multiple and they have to do horse trading, which is where you trade horse. Um, I looked up this on Wikipedia and uh, I skimmed it and then I clicked some art- other article. So... Anyway, um, so horse trading actually is like boat trading is what they mean when they say that. But um, okay, so we know that the broker convention is probably going to come because they're, you know, we're lining up to potentially not have either candidate. Um, any of the three candidates left have the majority of delegates, which you need the majority of people for. Right. Right. What should they do instead of horse trading to have this brokered convention go through? Now, as a Bernie supporter, I say arm wrestle because i okay. know our boy would come out on top on that now hold on i tulsi might get be really strong but oh i bet work You'd have a, to do like- i bet a basketball like a <gasps> like yes. what, what, a lay- yeah a layoff, one on one no, they're doing horse it three it's yeah three. a horse Fuck! yeah instead of horse training they just do horse horse <laughs> just play horse <laughs> Oh my god. Or yeah. they play horse, but it's them playing to see who can go through the fastest in a level of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 on the PlayStation 1. But then Sarah would be president. Yeah, that's should. true. Sarah would be the president, but she also should be. We're ready for our, our first Tiggy president. DNC the ball is in your court, and yeah. it's time to play horse. The basketball is in Hand your me the rock. In your court. Is it? No. Why did I think that the C in DNC stood for court? It doesn't. It's convention. It's convention. Um. So... Okay, so basketball. Banskin ball. Banskin ball. Um, basketball was invented in Canada. In Canada. Other news and uh, related to Canada. Is a fake country. Wait, what? Um, yeah, Canada's fake. It's not real. No, I thought Canada- I thought basketball was invented in Springfield. Na- Massachusetts or S- Simpsons? No, no. Peach baskets. You guys never read this story about peach baskets? You don't think we have peaches here? No, it was invented by a Canadian, but nonetheless. <laughs> Basketball origin. Canadians like to claim things <laughs> that they're only marginally involved in. I started to Google basketball origin, and Google suggested basketball or nothing. <laughs> That's my yeah, political I mean, position. That's you either ball, bus. you either ball, or you die. Basketball was invented by James Nysmith in Springfield, Massachusetts. Thank you. And- James Nysmith is Canadian, and that's how Canadian uh, 
how ownership shit. works. Yeah, That's how Canadian, Canadian ownership physical works. education instructor. Fuck. But so the, the funny thing is it w- works both ways where if yes. a Canadian does it somewhere else, it's ours. But also if a non-Canadian does it here, it's also ours. So like yeah. Alexander Graham Bell is Scottish, but he's also, but phones are us because uh, he did it here. But basketball is also ours because James Nesbitt is Canadian. It's the reason this works. Canadian the, the reason this Canadian persecution complex exists is because Canada is fake and they're trying as many things as they can to enforce the fact that they're, they're trying to enforce Canada being a country on everyone else. But Speaking of them the enforcing American. Canada being a country, some updates. Yeah. So, sorry, do you have a joke, Fal? No, I was just reading. Basketball was invented in Springfield, Massachusetts. That makes it Massachusetts. We're not disagreeing with you. However, <laughs> to serve just, another point. We're just telling you how the rules work. Sorry. Continue. We'll Ain't cut no all rules. of this out. Please, it was a great segue to the thing we were going we're gonna to talk about now. Ain't no rules say a Canadian can't invent basketball. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, Canada, uh, if you have been following it at all, and I hope that it has actually been uh, percolating the international news because it's kind of an enormous deal. Um, this started, well, this started a long time ago. This started in the 90s with the Wet'suwet'en and get, uh, hold on, how do you pronounce that? Um, so this basically, I mean, besides going back all the way to like the initial contact and like all the genocide that has been happening for hundreds of years on this yeah, continent, yeah, and the treaties and the Indian Act, yeah. and et so what this, so yeah, what this started with is uh, in 1997, the uh, Wet'suwet'en and Gitsan nations in uh, northern British Columbia uh, took their claim that they had uh, unseated and uncontested like right and title to their territory uh to the supreme court and they won um but and that was called the delgamook uh decision um but the court said well what this actually means is going to have to be the subject of another trial which we're going to do later uh 23 years later that other trial hasn't happened and so it is canadian like it is supreme court law that uh they have jurisdiction over their territory uh but that doesn't have any legal ramifications because we didn't get around to it yet mm-hmm. so uh that means that when um when this pipeline was getting started a few years ago and got the uh approval quote unquote of all the uh, elected band councils along its route which are councils that were created under the Indian Act, which is a very awful racist. I, th- uh, I think I system. went over the difference between the elected band yeah. councils and the hereditary chiefs on the the last episode I was on with Sarah. Just a huge but either way, they're fake. simplification. Yeah. They're fake. They're uh, enforced by Canadian law, and they uh, are bought and paid. Bought and paid, basically, and also the fact that they support this doesn't mean that their constituents support this, mm. uh, because that's not how <laughs> like electoral democracy works yeah and even Um, even in the case like where they like they specifically support it their jurisdiction only applies to the the reserve exactly and And, not to the unceded land and the pipeline does not go through the reserve it goes through the unceded territory Mm. uh so the people who uh were defending their land and are defending their land uh have every right to do so 
uh, and also the pipeline um, was not in compliance with environmental regulation, uh, and it was started before getting permits. And yeah, that 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 sure was a, a nice story that just kind of like slunk in and out of the headlines like over the course of a single day. Yeah. Uh, there are meanwhile, so... like the literal national police force was yeah. enforcing their right to build on a thing that they had not even completed permits for. On on land which the police force by has all... no jurisdiction over by exactly. Supreme Court decision. And and the RCMP pension fund is fucking invested in the pipeline. One thing that's to be fair about this is that fucking everyone's pensions are invested in oil and gas companies. That is right. like just like an unfortunate reality of Canadian pensions. Like I'm I'm not handing it to them. Right. But yeah. that is and almost that... everyone's pensions. Like the, I know the the Ontario teachers, um, the Ontario teachers' pension is heavily invested in resource stocks and also weapon stocks. Of course, it's great. Yeah, it's so, even better because the economy. Yeah, that's an exact good. like that is a cartoonishly simple like depiction of how police violence upholds capital. Yeah, um, and how this country was literally created to facilitate resource extraction mm-hmm. and removal of indigenous peoples. Yeah, I um, feel like I need to retweet the Canada is fake article onto the HKIP timeline uh, sometimes around this episode, because one, it's a very good article, and two, it refers to Canada as three resource companies in a trench coat <laughs> holding a gun, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is just really funny <laughs> and true, but also funny and also sad and devastating, but also just a really funny image. Yeah, so that's so that's what started this whole thing was this unlawful pipeline, like unlawful in every way. Um, and then what happened was there was a lot of support for the Wet'suwet'en land defenders, um, and it caused um, some other indigenous people to rise up across the country uh, and do the direct action of having rail blockades. Um, and these were actually mostly like not literally on the rails, not literally like, putting their bodies in the, on the tracks. They mm-hmm. were just like, hey, we're beside the tracks and we don't want any trains to go through. Okay. Um, this quote unquote brought the economy to a halt. Uh, it kind of didn't because it turns out that uh, they were able to run a lot of trains on like the auxiliary rails, which yeah. were mostly abandoned for uh, a long time because the consolidation of rails under like three companies uh has made the rail pathways very uh like one track um but they were able to like get some trains through um there was a bunch of like fear-mongering about like groceries not being able to get to places which mm-hmm. isn't true because those are transported by truck yep. um and there was also the fact that oh, the, this the, happened the, when the coronavirus was starting to hit and production in china was shut down so all the like all the economic downturn that has been blamed on this is mostly because there's no imports coming in. Yeah. And yeah, coronavirus is a whole thing that we could talk about for ages in just terms of like the epidemiology research and the fact that like the US is just so singularly unprepared for a national health crisis for so many different reasons. Yeah. Um, Misinformation spreading, general xenophobia, extremely bad medical services the fact that people can't afford to skip their job when they're sick the fact that so many service sector economies in particular are like this and they involve like hundreds of people in enclosed spaces Mm -hmm. um the fact that it's an election year the Mm -hmm. fact that it's an election year so 
the administration doesn't want to. Um, but yeah, no, the, the biggest one that came up a lot um, in in, resar- in regards to like one particular shipment that was being stopped was the fact that we couldn't get chlorine to cities to clean their water supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, um, hmm. that seems like a real interesting thing to bring up when there are like dozens of reserves that are still on boil water advisories that some of them have been on for 25 years. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that just a, like a real funny specific thing to bring up in that case? Like they should literally they should blockade harder and then also steal those trains like an old timey <laughs> robber baron. And that actually re- that reminds me um, like the symbolic nature of the blockades um people might not know this um the reason that these blockades have been happening to rail lines is because uh this pipeline being put through without consent and without like consultation is literally the exact like an echo and a continuation of the same project of expansion and resource extraction that had canada and like british north america before it uh putting through railroads without consent through indigenous territory also with slave labor and with like and some of that slave labor being indigenous and them saying like oh you are you're so ungrateful to not take these railroad building jobs that we're giving you and support this railroad that's going to bring so much for you and that's exactly what the same rhetoric they're pulling with the pipeline now um there's been a lot of widespread support there's also been a lot of widespread just like the most the most like blatant disgusting racism i've ever seen um and maybe just because it hits really close to home um the number of people like there's people saying like oh they don't have jobs oh like they they're mooching off of us oh blah 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 and then there's people saying we i want to run them over and like i want to kill those like yeah subhuman there was like fucking bumper stickers of like a train hitting processors that like was selling like gangbusters by weird albertans and their trucks yeah. And, and it's, also, and- there was a fucking law put through in Alberta to criminalize rail protesters that was voted on by eight members of Alberta's NDP. Um, yeah. So just if anyone was considering thinking the Alberta NDP is any good, they're not. Neither is the- Just like the BC, just like the BC NDP fucking sucks ass on this entire prospect, on this, this is, entire yeah, project. Like The BC oh N- NDP is our nominally progressive party, which I don't even want to call it that anymore. Um this is them like they're the ones putting through this pipeline it's it's um, very mask off yeah um the whole thing so i don't want to get into any more details really because i want to say there's been a lot of support behind this and it's really been a watershed moment i think and i think i hope that more people more settlers are going to come on board with realizing how this just exemplifies exactly what canada really is and like this is this is a mask off moment and i'm hoping that people will see what's under the mask and decide to fight it because there's no going back from this. I think there's no going, this is kind of, I mean, hopefully I I don't think there's any going back from this because well, it's either, it's either they recognize the sovereignty of indigenous title and this can happen more elsewhere or they explicitly, or, or they explicitly disavow the result of their highest court. Right. <laughs> like that, that is the Canadian government's choice on this. Yeah. Um, and Justin I mean, I think Trudeau, the answer I think the answer is obvious, but we'll right. see we'll see how Justin Justin Trudeau feels. Justin Trudeau is a garbage man. Um he absolute was, shit boy. He was uh in Africa campaigning for Canada's spot on the UN Security oh Council God, for most about of that. this. Like the whole like he was there for like three weeks and um oh god. 
Didn't he, he still fucking... hasn't met with the uh, hereditary chiefs. Canada shouldn't have a security. Canada shouldn't have a security council seat. The security council also shouldn't exist. Look, yeah, that, that's, that's that's my tea on the UN. Neither here nor there, but yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, decolonization now. Decolonization now. Not a joke, just a threat. Yeah, not a joke, just a threat. I'm good with that. Um, yeah, that's my that's my piece. Our um. We had a links document before. It was a Google document that we've been using since episode one. And the cloud ate it. And so I don't know well, if we did. have any other shout outs this week because the doc's gone. And that's the only thing I deal with. Well, he was out of mana. So he had to eat the doc because he's cloud from cloud strife. Nice. Like like from from finals fantasy. Yeah. Cloud from Super Smash Almost. Brothers. So yeah, basically. Uh, I'm good to move towards Lightbringers at this point then. Wait, yeah. I, have a, I have a shout out. You got one. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. yes. I was Googling it. It was taking me a while. And it's, um, I was trying to find Rowan Farrow, but oh. that's not the person I was thinking of. I'm thinking of Ronan Farrow. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, okay. Uh, this is, I think, an ongoing story, but I think it's uplifting. Um, so, uh, there is a, uh, a publishing company called Hatchet Book Group which um published i believe like ronan farrow's most recent book which is uh catch and kill um yeah and like he has other books coming out um but he they also recently um published woody woody allen's biography published woody allen's memoir Yes. memoirs or right? i don't know if they published it or if they just took it on um i think they just took it on yeah but um they said that they're going to publish um uh, allen's memoir which has no fact checking no one um talked to dylan farrow about this book no one talked to Ronan farrow about this book despite the two of being very outspoken <laughs> um obviously about what happened to dylan um and uh just no like not any fact checking really and just woody allen being of course like ronan farrow's father he has completely disavowed um so uh there was a walkout fuck yeah part of this group because they they do not support it and they're i hadn't heard the second part of that story yet so i'm very glad to hear that something good happened yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and there's um you know of course i follow ronan farrow on twitter so i'm seeing all of his reviews about it um there are a lot of people that are that are tweeting and saying you know as a hatchet employee i walked out today in solidarity little brown walkout Uh, you know a lot of a lot of people are supportive of the the walkout and the protests. Um, I believe Ron Farrow has already dropped them. Um, his book is not going to yeah. be with them. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> oh, speaking of shout outs, uh, shout out to John Oliver for saying Henry Kissinger is going to die. <gasps> oh, yeah. I haven't fact. watched that episode yet. So I, I'm, I'm very excited to watch it um, just for that. Um, John Oliver, come on HKIP so I can call you a dumb liberal, but also say I'm a big fan. <laughs> Well, all you have to do is call him, like, a dumb toucan, and he'll, like, agree and squawk. <laughs> he'll be, like, the sad Wojak face going, yeah. Just that, but with glasses on it and his and his, and his haircut. <laughs> I might make this later. I do, I have to say, like, his, I, I mean, watching his show is, like, junk food. But um, his writing, I think, because in the past year, he took on uh, Daniel O'Brien from Cracked. And I think I like get hints of Daniel O'Brien's like writing through it sometimes, and I'm like, oh yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 good that he has some good writers on his show, and it, like, yeah, it's definitely like his show sometimes will feel like the problems are bad, but the causes the causes are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it still like serves a purpose in its own liberal way. Yeah, 
in that it's a thing on HBO that a lot of people watch. Yeah, I mean, it's- yeah. And is still shining light on a lot of systemic injustices that are not spoken about otherwise. Right. Exactly. Um, I do wish he could do it a lot better. I ended up, like, dropping it halfway through last season because, like, I just- like, was just suddenly just wasn't able to stand him. I only picked it back up when the new season started. Oh, fair. And, yeah, like, it's been good so far this year. He's, like, he's, ve- like, given that his first episode was about the Indian election, um, he's been pretty reliably good about updates on how much Modi fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I wanted which to bring I always earlier like when to see. we were talking about Tulsi. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't really, we don't have to get into world news and everything, but, like, we are not uh, equipped really, for that. Yeah, just really scary shit in India right now. Yeah. I think John Oliver, um, getting people to start being critically about the way our political economy is set up, um, in the same way that like I feel about the way that um, with Warren used to would talk about crony capitalism, Yeah, would be like, okay, you don't need to qualify it, but sure. Um, so, yeah, exactly. It's well, we're saying that John Oliver's a gateway drug. Yeah, exactly. He's a gateway to Hassan Minaj, and then <laughs> yeah. Hassan Minaj is a gateway to us, yeah. and then we're a gateway to Red Scare. Oh, oh God. Oh, no. <laughs> no, too far. It's the slippery slope argument. It's real. <laughs> hey, hey, remember how the fucking CBC published an article about the American election that like frequently <laughs> talked about Chapo Trap House as if they're a thing that actually matters to the Democratic electorate. Lol. It called the dirtbag left like the the answer to Trump's deplorables. <laughs> yeah, like, so okay. it was a real dog shit article. Um, <laughs> nothing. Uh, one of these I'm days, sorry for saying Red Scare. One of these days, my godfather is going to actually like respond to me in some way at the, all the angry tweets I send him because he's the managing <laughs> editor of news at CBC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe one day I'll actually send him a text message or a phone call. But that seems like a bit much. Well, Who knows? If he's, your, if he's the godfather, he's going to send you the head of a horse, but it'll be a basketball horse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. He's going to send you an H, just like <laughs> Dr. Phil. <laughs> That one gift that people always post on Tumblr is the guy who's playing on the drums and then an H swirls into the screen. It's a really good gift that I must find now. Well, your your, your godfather's going to send it to you, so don't worry about it. Oh, good, good. I'm, I'm good there. I wonder what kind of list I get put on for just Googling Tumblr H gif. It's just the <laughs> list of people whose ba- brains are broken. I, that's, that's Rashida Q, whose boyfriend, Tumblr H gif. <laughs> Oh my god. I did find it. I saw okay. a great... I, no, that came out wrong. I saw a tweet that I did not like um, that was talking about why H is such a great um, like letter to post by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it was like all of this... All these words about how the letter H is just like funny, it's not connected to anything, it's truly random, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, mm-hmm. just say you are on Tumblr and go. Yeah, like where people would post like two thousand point font H that like overlaps the three <laughs> posts above it. Yeah, I'm smiling and laughing thinking about that. It was it's good. good. It was a very good post. Who was it that posted just the word leg? Um, that was. Oh wait, no, was that Ryan? I'm not sure, but all I'm thinking about is the time that Ori posted the the gif of the Pottermore sorting, but replaced Ravenclaw with leg, and it was the leg house. 
And that post became extremely popular, and I love to bring it up to Ori because it makes them suffer. <laughs> Lighthouse Van Houten. I just, I love seeing like a post that's just the letter, e- letter H, and it was posted like two hours ago, and it has a thousand. Because It's good. <laughs> it's 2013. You're posting on Tumblr. Everything is good. <laughs> that is actually not true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to bring it back with some light bringers? Yes, I. I had one, but now I can. All I can see is this H coming at me on this <laughs> gift. If you close your eyes right before the H gets there, your brain will think that you're H. I'm H. Mm-hmm. It'll trick I'm... your brain into thinking you're H. Some people find this very relaxing. Do you think I could find a K I P G T D as well? There's only I one think way you to could. Know. I mean, I just tweeted it to the, the HKIP Twitter, just the HKIF, with no explanation, context, or caption. You just have to keep Googling. Anyway, um, I had Lightbringers written down, then I forgot about them, so I'm just going to Lightbringer uh, Kickstarter that just ended, nice. that I contributed to, and it's for a documentary called Your Friend Logan, which is uh, about the musician Logan Whitehurst, who's one of the, like, the bigger inspirations for Neil Ciceriga's music. Like, just Ooh. kind of this mostly under, underground-ish kind of musician. Like, his, his most radio play was on, like, the Dr. Demento show. So that's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff you're dealing with. Like, really, really goofy stuff, like, good for kids kind of stuff. A couple of, like, darker, deathy related songs. Um, but like, like, generally, like, pretty silly stuff. Um, I have a friend who managed to release one of the albums on vinyl which was really cool, and I did purchase that as well, which was also a Kickstarter. Uh, but now this documentary, uh, which is done by Connor Nyberg, who actually did a show on Noise Space about Logan Whitehurst mm. called Talk in the Microphone. So if you want to know more about Logan Whitehurst, the musician, you can listen to that podcast, which goes through all six of his albums. Mm. And so the the project is the your friend Logan, the four track mind of Logan Whitehurst, and is talking to all the people who are in like other bands with him, like a couple of bands in the Petaluma, California area that he was part of, like uh, Littleton Frog, and also uh, the Velvet Teen, which are like like a pretty like kind of popular like pop punky sort of band in like the early two thousands. Yeah, that he was that he was in, and I'm very excited that this documentary is happening. And I am going to spin that Logan vinyl uh, in celebration. Neat. Do you have one, Val? My Lightbringer, um, to the surprise of many, is the television show. It's a television <gasps> show called Elementary. Elementary? You're doing Elementary again? It's about a young man named Sherlock Holmes <laughs> and his friend and partner, Joan Watson. This week, Val, for my Lightbringer, I'm bringing Elementary. Val Flight Club, you've brought Elementary for the last three Lightbringers. <laughs> Listen, I just think they're allowed. They're neat. <laughs> I am going to stop talking about elementary when I'm cold and dead in the ground. As opposed to just cold in the ground. Yes, obviously. Sometimes I like to take a dirt nap, by which I mean digging a hole in some dirt and laying in there and napping. I mean, who among us? Right. Um. No, but seriously, like, I will stop for $8,000. I will stop. Um, I will stop talking about elementary when I get like a hundred messages from people being like, oh my God, you talked about elementary so much. I started watching it and I love it. Um, because I was watching another episode today and it's just good. It's good. You'll stop. You'll stop once you have completed a podcast about it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I started a rewatch and then I was like, I shouldn't because if I'm going to rewatch it, I should do a rewatch podcast with someone about it. But then I was like, mm, once I get back to the end again, I will. Um, yeah, I had a dream last night 
that I watched the elementary finale and it was really bad. Um, <laughs> where they like, there was narration that was to the audience basically. <laughs> and like they opened a restaurant and also I was one of the characters in it. And, um, they didn't know that you had to rinse meat. So they were serving to people that, um, tasted like bleach, which PSA. Oh, I don't like this. You don't have to rinse meat. It doesn't taste like meat. It doesn't taste like bleach and you don't have to rinse it. Um, but in this they did. And it was like, hey, right. That was the, you have to- the fiction. Yeah. That was the fiction. And like you, they didn't know you had to cook meat. <laughs> like or they knew they had you had to cook meat but they didn't know like which order you had to like cut and then cook it it was bad also i was just watching it and i was like this is a bad fi- series finale and i remember it being good so i don't know why they made this one <laughs> um it's fucking good so that's lightbringer many one is one is saying many times <laughs> exactly do i have to do this alone yes but I will. you're valid i'm i'm <laughs> You're Val. I'm Val. I'm valid. And oops, not I'm your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, what do you got? Um, Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. It's fucking good. (laughs) It's just so good. Um, So many know uh, the post Game of Thrones men, Brooks and Eddie, Mm -hmm. have been doing their Five Grams of Iron podcast for i think like half a year now hmm. uh and i had never watched full metal alchemist brotherhood before and so i decided to start watching along at the pace of the show which is uh two episodes every two weeks uh you're braver than any u.s marine some people uh started that and then watched the entire thing in like what was two it weeks. two weeks Matt? like between episodes one and two yeah yeah and i don't blame you because it's fucking good but um since i'm like in school right now and working in don't have a lot of time for media consumption, uh, just having my alchemy homework to do every two weeks is delightful. Uh, it just like gives me this catharsis of just very good media mm-hmm. that I get to enjoy and then make a tweet about how Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is good. <laughs> and you haven't even gotten to meet one of the best characters yet. Is it the wife? No, it's the, the blonde sister. blonde lady. Oh, yes, the blonde lady. That is who I'm talking about. <laughs> everyone's wife. Did you know She's that, everyone's wife. Did you know that if you make the same joke enough times? Yes. It's a rule of threes. I'm learning that. Um, it's like I've next episode, though, so you're good. <laughs> yeah, I've heard she's good. Um, I I love this show, and I'm glad that I'm giving it room to breathe. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm at the point now that, like, the rewatch was enough months ago that I might just start <laughs> doing alchemy homework and watching, like, double the double episode pairs with the new episodes coming out. So it's yeah. like, I just kind of looped back around. Um, also, just one of the most fun things about it was a couple weeks ago... Uh, myself and Kadar in post Game of Thrones Discord, uh, who's also watching along, we're doing some like guesswork about it and just getting the most smiling, shirinly la- like reactions for yeah. everyone. <laughs> it's very fun. It's very good. Um, Can't wait to find out that I was right about who was Humongous. Yeah, who's Humongous? Um, congrats to Jurgenet. Yeah! yeah, one of the, one of the. <laughs> the most episodes of of Noise Space podcast. I think they're like number two or three. Oh shit! Or- Did I miss their live taping of the finale? Because I don't think they've actually put the finale up yet. No, no, they? no, no. They they they're recording it right now. Oh, oh, 
Oh, they just yeah. started 10 minutes ago. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. No, I am a $10 supporter of their... Um, oh, yeah. Get the, you got to get in there. We got to end this thing live. Right now, it's just Craig and Jordan in there, so... Okay, I, we got to speed around this ending. I think so Sam can is go listen to that. being replaced by Craig, so it's fine. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> Jurgenit, uh, they finally finished watching the finale of The uh, Secret Life of the American Teenager and are literally recording the episode minutes after we're done here. Yes. So Val, Val's got to get in there as a $10 patron, <laughs> naturally. So we got to do our cleanup. We're, it's the end of the show. We're, we're closing out. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I also usually read off the episode doc, so. Oh, no. Should we oh, just boy. do this oh, in post? Okay, let's see if we can. No, oh, I can oh, I can do it oh, off the dome. Are we talking about the wrap up? Yes. Do you guys know that every time I do this, I'm doing it from memory? Nice. I suspected. Um. So first of all, we want to say thank you to. Uh, I'm not. I've already forgotten it. Um. You're an actor. <laughs> uh, oh my god, the taxpayer. We are HKIPGTD on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Reddit. We'd like to thank Bisexual Punch Party for running our subreddit. We are also on Patreon.com/HKIPGTD. Uh, if you back us at one dollar, you get access to all of our bonus content: pre-shows, mid-shows, post-shows, and cut for times when we have time to cut for time to do the cut for time. It's just other content. We that also we like to thank the feel. taxpayers for the use of their song "Evil Men" off the, their album "Cold Hearted Town." Hell yeah! Right. And uh, five dollar patrons uh, get the role of comrade and get a special role in the Discord. And um, after that, we have Conrad, which is our ten dollar role, where they can listen live as one person is doing right now, mm-hmm. and Hi. as Val will soon do, as, as Val will go soon soon do with a different podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, Stephanie is listening to precisely one third of it because mm-hmm. uh, she's just listening to me talk. Yeah. Um, and she's doing it for free. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of yeah, but also podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she she does. Act, she is actually a $10 patron. So Yeah, she's allowed to download it because she pays for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Is it just patron read off? I believe it is just the patron read off. So thank you to our $5 thank you. and $10 pa- patrons. Hello? I don't have it. I'm sorry. Oh no, I have it. I I just, I just you. I thought you uh, drifted off there. No, I said thank you to our five and ten dollar. Did you say patrons? Yeah, because you're cutting off. You said patrons. Oh, okay. You cut off on patrons both times. Oh! Um, <laughs> uh, thank you to a sexual fish tank. Alex H. Alex Shop. Alex Hoot. Argyle Funk. Ashy New. Oh wait, hold on. Oh Argyle no, Funk isn't. <laughs> he's a he's a one dollar patron. Hold on. How do wait, they... do they all get names? Do they get? No, it's five and ten. Okay. Did they did they thank you. Did this did... get re organized on the site yes okay it's always thank it always to, seems to be different <laughs> thank you to a sexual fish tank alex h alex Schauf, alex hoot ashy new bryant bryce Brigermeister, chaz goblin david besser destry hawk Dijonais, hmm jacob sears jane wick maximilian rower neve noel williams nick clarkson non-binary with left beef patrick van brunt paul blart fleshcart Pregnant Seinfeld, PR the Disaster, Stephanie Ruff, Summer Geist, The Tallest Jew, Tuster McGee, Wynn, and Your Sapphic, Minecraft, Be Wife. Thank you so much for the wonderful patron read and also that wonderful patron name, which I will never get over. It's just so good. <laughs> uh, so this has been Henry Kissinger Is Pokemon Going to Die? Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. I said that badly. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori? Memento Mormon? Pokemori? I don't know. Goodbye.